Thank you for joining our podcast today. This is Lavender Sage and Stardust. <laughs> no nose goes. Okay. So we're here to talk about naysayers today and how we deal with people in our life, in our everyday life, that may think our practices are, for lack of a better word, woo-woo. <laughs> I like that term. Mm-hmm. Is that a technical term? Technical, yes. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a technical term. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's a lot of people out there that don't believe in, you know, astrology and tarot and manifestation. So we just wanted to talk to you guys about how we deal with it on our everyday life. Basically, just giving advice where, you know, if you're afraid to tell your sister or your mom or your best friend that, you know, you're leading down a different path further away from maybe, let's say, you know, if they're doing like a traditional religion, or that's how you were brought up, we've all faced challenges in that type of a situation where, you know, this wasn't an easy access for life, it wasn't always comfortable. And we're just going to give some advice today and just some examples as to what we've been through to walk in our own path and speak our own truth beautifully put yes the gift of gab what can i say (laughs) get me to shut up that's the problem yeah you're fine so who wants to go first i mean all of our backgrounds are fairly different from each other and if i had to guess between the three of us who might have had it or has it kind of the hardest i would probably say sage what do you think I agree. My family's a little more open. Yeah, most of mine's dead, so there's that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. But the way <laughs> oh, please do. Out. I love, I have a dark, gooey soul. Oh I God. love when people laugh at my morbid humor. It just means we're meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so I was, I don't want to say I was brought up religious because my family wasn't. My mom would have, would try to take us to church every once in a while. We would, she would get really involved in one church. Um, and then a lot of the times she would move along to a different church. So I, I remember being in a few different churches growing up, but it, they're always of the Abrahamic religions. You know what I mean? Um, the Abrahamic faiths. I have a question. Mm-hmm. When you say different churches, um, were they just physically different churches or were they um, different like Baptist, Pres- is it Presbyterian, Lutheran? Like, was it like that or was it just different locations, different belief systems or just different locations? Yes. Um, <laughs> all of the above. Okay. <laughs> all of the above. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember going to a Lutheran church and going to a Baptist church and going to a Catholic church and going to a. What is the one where they speak in tongues? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> where they speak in what? Tongues. In that possession? The, the, the possession church? <laughs> that sounds Satanist. <laughs> Protestant? Protestant? Maybe? I don't, I don't remember. I, I don't know. Yeah, I you're asking know. the wrong one. I've set foot in like two churches. I'm just glad I didn't know. You know. <laughs> Burst yeah. into flames. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> One of my mom's old friends um, was Mormon, and we've gone to her church before, too. So, yeah, there was there was a few of them. My mom kind of stuck with, I feel like she resonated more with the Baptist church. She's 
more involved with that even now. So yeah, they it was never really pushed on me. If I didn't want to go, I didn't have to go. But honestly, I I've always been curious. And I, I kind of wish that I had more exposure when I was younger to other cultures and other religions other than just the Abrahamic ones, because I am so curious now. I mean, even even now that I have, I wouldn't say what I have is a religion because I'm, I'm not religious, but I'm very spiritual. And even still now that I know, I have a very deep connection with what I know and what I believe in. I always want to hear more about other people's beliefs. I've always been really curious about that. Same. And I find it completely fascinating how similar and different they all can be. I have never really come out to my family to be like, and the word witch, I feel like that, that could be taken in a lot of different ways. Like some people hear the word witch and they think of Hocus Pocus or the craft uh-huh. or, you know, something where Hollywood has grasped onto it and, you know, hails Satan. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm more in the natural pagan side and I don't, I've never come out to my family and said, hey, I'm pagan, but I think they know. And I mean, if they didn't, hi guys, you know, now. <laughs> surprise I mean I highly doubt this is the first one they're listening to if they're listening but still honestly it did take me a long time to figure out what I actually believe and to strip back those layers that were placed on me as a young child as this is this is right this is the right way this is where to go I probably was really hesitant even now with my husband, like, I don't really share a lot of stuff with him. He'll ask me and he doesn't really, well, I can't say that he doesn't look at me like I'm a little crazy. I ended up redoing my altar today. And when I put out a cup of liquor, he asked me what it was for. I said, it was, it's an offering. He said, oh, for me. <laughs> that would be my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I totally would have poured one for them and one for me because no one likes to drink alone. <laughs> Not even ancestors. <laughs> just throwing that out there. So I'm just letting mine know I got your pack. You will never drink alone. <laughs> I might take a shot with them tonight. You never know. But I had other things to do before that. <laughs> they would have been more fun, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> but as far as right now, my day to day. My husband doesn't question. He allows me to practice however I want to practice. He allows time and space for me to do whatever I feel like is necessary that I need to do. And yeah, I'm really grateful for that. My son, who is six, hasn't questioned, why does mom do this thing? Um he might eventually but so I have a question your husband um now was this something that you um you knew in the relationship before you guys got serious or was this something that one day you had to sit down and go okay honey 
this is kind of how I feel now. This is how I'd like to proceed. Or was it just sort of unspoken and you just sort of did your own thing and he just sort of shrugged his shoulders and went, okay. <laughs> like, did you actually have to have like a sit down with him? Like, cause some people don't find these things until like they're well into their relationships and maybe they were Christian for a long time. And then all of a sudden it's not working for them. Like, how did you navigate that? What was that like for you? I mean, him have been together for 18 years. So that's for- it. <laughs> that, that's it. It's not, <laughs> not long enough. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, it took me a little while to really find myself to figure out what I, what I believed in as opposed to what I was told I should believe in. We went to church. We used to go to church. Um, now the church that we went to before I really started into more spiritualism was a, it was a non-denominational Christian church, but they were high, they had heavy, heavy roots in the Native American culture. The priest was Native American, still had those spirits are everywhere. You know what I mean? Everything has a soul. So it was really strong in that. And I'm like, you know, this, this really resonates with me, but even more so. That was a really long time ago. I want to say that was probably 12 or so years ago. So we, he really has walked this journey with me. Now he doesn't believe in probably everything I believe in, but he also knows, I'm not going to question my wife if she's got a funny feeling about a certain situation or, you know, if she says this place has bad energy or he doesn't question that anymore. Mm-hmm. But was it like something you guys had to sit down and go, you know what? I really like the church, but it's not, I'm not drawn to it. Like, did you have to sit down or did it like phase itself out one day? You both kind of. No, it really kind of phased itself out. Yeah. Okay. We, we both kind of felt the same way. I felt more connected to like nature when we would go for hikes and, you know, things like that, as opposed to going to a church, sitting down and listening to somebody tell me how I should feel. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, it does. And I mean, that's going to be questions that people are going to have because there might be somebody out there right now that like is struggling and they've always gone to church but now they're starting to feel differently they're finding another path how would you like luckily for you both kind of fell in you grew together and grew out of it together I mean I would say if you are with a partner you don't have to believe whatever your partner believes in you're allowed to have different faiths as long as you are respectful enough to keep that separate not have an argument about it, not have a fight about it, you know, mm-hmm. be respectful to the other person's beliefs, no matter what they are. If my husband were to come to me tomorrow and say, you know, hey, I really want to go back to a Christian church, I wouldn't tell him no, I wouldn't, I would allow him to exercise whatever belief he feels like he needs to exercise at that time and if he needs any help walking through whatever I'm still 
because I'm still his partner, even if I don't agree with whatever he believes in spiritually. Mm-hmm. And see, my husband was brought up church, going to church. Don't ask me what denomination, don't ask me anything other than that, because I I don't know. I just lump Christianity into its old thing, and everybody just sort of interprets the Bible differently. I don't really know the main differences, so forgive me for my lack of knowledge. But I was on this path. Well, I I really only accepted it probably, like really came to terms probably about a few years ago-ish. No, five to six years, probably. But I've been heading this way for a really long time. Now, personally, my husband and I don't have any biological children together, which I'm thankful for because it's he doesn't really go to church now or anything, but his beliefs are different. And we do have, um, I do have a stepchild and that navigating, I always kept my mouth shut when it came to religious situations just because, that's not my place to intervene, but it was something that we had to work on. At first, my husband really thought I was a witch per se, like looking like not saying I practice witchcraft, but I don't identify as a witch. That's only a part of me. I'm an omnist. I believe all religions have truth in them and I believe that they are all connected. So it was kind of unspoken between the two of us. He just noticed that one year on my Christmas list, I wanted to and he like candles and smudge sticks and incense. And I think there was a peak there where it was like, Oh, I see. Okay. But it wasn't really talked about. We just kind of walked our own paths and that, and he's okay with that because I kind of keep a lot of things like that private um, so there was never really a sit down for us either. Mine, this whole thing with me and tarot cards and things like that, I think a lot of that started when my dad died in 2010 because he kept coming to me in my dreams and he was so clear and I could tell that it was really him. It wasn't just a dream. This was different. And my obsession with communicating with the other side began. I watched everything I could get my hands on. I delved in deep I noticed and recorded more of my dreams and noticed that there's a lot of different things happening I visited a wonderful medium that for over 10 years I have visited her once a year or so and there's a lot of things about myself that she explained to me that I had no idea because at the time I mean spirituality and ghost hunting and things like it was like macabre people thought you were weird um My husband really thought like I had some kind of death obsession and that I was going to kill him in his sleep one night. Like, and it kind of led me to this. And then I started finding more social groups on um, like Facebook and social media and things like that. And I realized that I'd studied religions through various documents and books and things and everything was just so similar. And it was like, there's no way like these stories all connect some way, some shape or form. And that's when my journey kind of like it just clicked I can't even tell you when and then spending more time with you girls it was like the witchcraft thing kind of came about and even though with lavender we we piddled around in probably in like the beginning of high school 
I was not about to open up a door I wasn't aware of because I was already aware that there were doors to be open that you couldn't <laughs> see. And I wasn't about to mess with it because I had enough problems at home. Um, but that that kind of always stuck with me. And as we got older and more respectful, I it just sort of it all came into place um, at the perfect time for me in a combination of things. And I've really solidified myself in this journey the last probably two years because I don't hide it from my husband's family. I don't really hide it from, well, my mom's side of the family. My mom has a misinterpretation of witches that goes with the stigma of the word witch. So I still like sometimes she'll kind of just want to end the conversation and not believe that I do any of these things. But slowly but surely, if I just avoid the word witch and I tell her the things that I do, she's totally okay with it, which makes zero sense. But it just goes to show I have lost friends um, over my complete openness. And that will happen to you with some people. Some people like their box. And if you don't fit in it, then that's okay, too, because I feel like everybody's entitled to their own path and they're going to come in and out of your life. Anybody will for whatever reason. So honestly, I feel 110% better now that I have absolutely nothing to hide. I don't have to watch what I say when I go somewhere or pretend like I don't know or hold this like secret inside of me because I don't at this point you just, you just get to a point where you're just, I don't fucking care. This literally has saved my life. Mm-hmm. This this finding, you know, this religious practice and kind of taking what suits me from each religion. I suffered from depression, anxiety, and tons of other things. And since fully accepting myself and my practice, that is, and, and a little vitamin D um, every day. It has literally gotten me through I don't feel like I'm anxiety I have as much anxiety I don't fall into depression for as long as I used to we're I'm to a point where it used to like knock me down for like three four days and now it's three or four hours and I'm like I can be over it sometimes the trash takes itself out yeah oh yeah you can be any religion or you can practice anything that you want around me. I'm never going to bat an eye to you. If somebody comes up to me and says, hey, I'm a Satanist, to be like, hey, what's up? I don't know what that means because mm-hmm. I've studied so much religion. It but- can be bad, but not all Satanists are bad from my new understanding. 90% of them are atheists with moral codes. It's, it has nothing to do with Satan. They don't believe in Satan. I'm not saying that not all Satanists believe in Satan because there are some, there are some people out there that are the, how you want to call it? Like the Hollywood dark arts worshipers or whatever they want to call them Uh where, you know, they in fact do believe in Satan, but most Satanists are, this is what the church teaches you. This is what, the um this is what this church teaches you this is right and that this is wrong if you do this to make yourself feel better you're wrong what they teach you is if it's making you a better person and it's making you feel better fucking do it and i do feel strongly on that because especially as women anything that happens 
like okay for example if somebody were to sexually assault a woman usually the first question is what were you wearing Mm -hmm. where were you at what were you doing and i feel like the church sort of does the same thing with religion where you're fearful you're fearful you're fearful because you take pleasure in x y and z but the church the bible this tells you you're not supposed to and it puts so much anxiety and so much pressure on people and i don't think it, they realize how much anxiety and how much pressure it puts on a day-to-day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially i literally set foot as a child in maybe two or three churches with friends like they're having an event or whatever and I was never brought up religiously or anything like that. And I can't tell you how much anxiety as a kid I had because I honestly thought that I was going to go to hell because I had done this or I had done that or whatnot. Like mm-hmm. I had so much anxiety of that and I never even had any kind of religious anything pushed on me. It was just like a constant fear like, oh, I lied about eating the cookie now I'm going to hell like am I going everything I questioned was am I going to hell am I going to hell which I think also led into my obsession with ghosts and things like that even before then like is there an afterlife is there I had a lot of big questions as a kid I'm a life path number seven so all the big questions are the ones that I'm always asking but yeah even from a young age it affected me and I wasn't even pushed into anything Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but people rule by fear. Yeah. See, I got lucky, <laughs> I guess, in a way. Because I've always been into... It's so strange because I'm looking back at a lot of things from my childhood lately. And I'm going, wow, I was always a little weird. I guess. <laughs> like, you know, like, I was always into this stuff. Like, even my my older sister, she even said, like, you, you always were into those things. And it's like I, I dabble in it here and there as a teenager but then I didn't really start getting into it until like what a few years ago is when I really started picking up everything I remember your sister letting us read to ride a real silver broomstick oh yeah that was she, her she used to give me all the books yeah we used to read that in middle school yeah <laughs> as I'm saying like I grew up yeah. and like my mother she's my mother's an atheist she doesn't believe in anything <laughs> like she believes there's aliens that's it like you know what I mean she's like I don't believe in any of this my dad, however, he was raised Catholic. So you would think there would be something kind of weird there, but it's not. Like, they just kind of, it's your own thing. You know what I mean? And my dad, I think, has a lot of gifts that he doesn't know he has. Does that make sense? Because I'm oh. noticing, like, we'll talk about, like, things that, like, happen to me. Because you guys know that I dream walk and things like that. And astral travel, like, I don't think he realizes he does that. And, like, he'll tell me stuff. And I'll be like, Dad, you realize you're astral traveling? Like... <laughs> And I, I think that's where I get the gift from. <laughs> and and I just want to point out real quick, I say I say the same thing about my dad. I would swear up and down that my dad was an empath for sure. Yes. And I know that my astral traveling comes from somewhere because I've been told multiple times by multiple people with gifts and things that I astral travel quite often and I'm really good at it. And that's kind of the new thing now. Like now it's acceptable. Yeah. And I think that that's really wild. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. But like, I, I'll never forget. I told you my mom's an atheist and she thinks everything's funny right now. We were in high school and me and all of my sisters practice witchcraft. And I'll never forget. Um, remember when the Jehovah's Witnesses would come to your door and knock on the door? Oh, yeah. Come in. They still do that. Yeah, I know. Well, my mom, she, <laughs> she stopped. 
she made him stop. She went to the door. She said, look, I'm an atheist and all of my daughters are witches. Like, you're not going to help. <laughs> like, <you need> <laughs> like, and they never came back to our house. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, I remember being a kid though, and I would go to church. I didn't go all the time because I didn't have to, like it wasn't forced on me. I would go with my grandmother. She'd be like, Hey, you want to go to church? Most of the time I went, I wasn't going for them to like read me the Bible and tell me the stories. It was honestly, I liked looking at the architecture and the art and I liked the singing and I, that's what I went for. Like I went to go with my grandmother. Like she wanted to go, I'll go with her. You know what I mean? Or my friends. Like, if any of my friends wanted to go, I would go with them. Like, I'll go with you. You know, like, it's no big deal. But I never was really religious like that. So I believe. I, too, am. I also am very drawn to the architecture of churches and the art inside. (laughs) Um, I would renovate and live in one if I could. They are so. Some of them are so pretty. Like, there was one by where I used to live as a child. And it was a Lutheran church. But it was just, it was gorgeous. Like, it was really old and, like. It had all the stained glass and like all the sculptures, like the gargoyles and things on the outside. It was just, it was so pretty. It looked like a cathedral almost. Like it was beautiful. A lot of people find it so creepy. Like my, my husband had, um, he grew up in a Lutheran church. The architecture is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. The inside, yeah, a little creep, creepy. Here's the thing you've got so many humans believing in God and the devil. Well, what happens when you have a lot of energy drawn into something mm-hmm. it manifests so yeah you're gonna have when there's a lot of people and it's really exciting and they're singing and there's this and there's that yeah the church is gonna feel great but let that chapel clear out and go in there by yourself How does yeah it- yeah it gets kind of creepy i've been in churches when no one's not no one's been in there but like kind of like in areas by myself and it is kind of creepy <laughs> what type of b and e stuff were y'all doing without me as kids <laughs> well <laughs> i mean, mean you know, nobody thought that i'd like to go <laughs> but what was i gonna say oh yeah um so but i remember going to church obviously and i remember being little i would say my prayers before bed and my grandmother always be like, you say your prayers. And I say my prayers before bed. And it did make me feel better, but I never felt really religious. Does that make sense? Like, like, like you, you understood it, but you didn't feel connected maybe. Exactly. And like, I questioned mm-hmm. it. Like, I remember I got kicked out of Sunday school for asking too many questions. <laughs> like, <laughs> See, there's that fear factor. They don't want you to ask questions. I would sit there and I'd ask all these questions. I went to church with one of my friends. We were in Sunday school and I asked too many questions and they said I was no longer welcome at Sunday school. So, <laughs> you're I like mean, the nicest person ever <laughs> and you weren't like that's so funny but like at, at the same time I would still go to that church like I went to that church for a while because I would always be with my one friend on the weekends like we'd get together this was like in maybe late elementary school early middle school and we would go and like I remember the pastor he came up to me he was like hey the altar boys um, they're not here they're sick can you guys you and her brother fill in and, like, I'd go and light the candles or, you know, something like that. Like, wear the robe and go to... He, he knew I wasn't religious, but he would just ask me because, like, I was there all the time. <laughs> like, he knew me. <laughs> so, you never really had, um, as family-wise, um, a real disconnect or anything that you felt you needed to hide? 
know, my grandmother, now that she's gotten older, because like when we were younger, I could tell her things and she questioned, she'd be like, you know, I think that's a little like, you know, aha fairy tale type stuff, you know, like, but my grandfather was very open. Like I could talk to him about things. Like he was very like, okay, that makes sense. You know, he didn't ever question it really. My grandmother, however, like she's now, even as she's getting older, she's thinking that it's a bunch of hocus pocus type stuff. Like she's like, it's all make believe. Why do you believe in all this? But she called herself the moon child. And that's where I'm confused because I think, I really think a lot of that with my grandmother is she was raised Catholic. I think she has more spiritual connections to the spirit and the universe, but she doesn't want to admit that because she was brought up Catholic. Like she's afraid. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But it also kills me in that same right, because if there are no if if you read the Bible and you don't see any or hear any magic in those stories. Oh, yeah. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. Come on. Full of witchy woo woo. Oh, yeah. A virgin who never, you know, a pregnant virgin. That's not magical. Um, What is it? Crying. They have like defeating. Like, what is it? Um. Goliath, like defeating yeah. magical creatures, and or yeah. no, wait, is that Greek? They, I don't know. No, anyway, I know talking about that. But like, they have like match, like battles where you know they were at the ends, and there was no way they could win, and then poof, you know, everybody. But even as, even as growing up, like my my grandmother was very supportive of me, even learning. Like I loved mythology; she knew that. I loved learning about the different deities and different mythology. And she would get me books all the time. Cause she'd go to the library all the time. And she'd be like, here, I got you this book on Greek mythology here. I got you this book on Norse mythology here. I got you this book on Egyptian mythology. And I would read them. And she loved like me going to her and telling her the stories that I would read. But I always felt more connected to that than the Christian faith. So yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess I kind of had it good because my parents were never like that. And like, nobody in my family really judged me. You know what I mean? Like, they were very open. So how do you deal with it now? Because your husband is extremely atheist as well. (laughs) And he's said stuff to other people about things being fake or bullshit or whatever. So how do you deal with somebody like that who is in your life all of the time who you practice near? Well... It, it was hard at first um, when I first started really practicing and I set up my altar and everything. He didn't understand and he did kind of poke fun. He said, you know, like, I don't want to come home and you're summoning any demons and like all that stuff. And just call first. Yeah. <laughs> but how can I summon demons when one lives with me? <laughs> but now he's he's actually he'll ask me questions because he is he's very inquisitive. So he's like, I, I want to know, like, why do you do this? what's the meaning of that? Like, I'll explain to him the di- why I'm doing things or why things are like they are in my, like, space. You know what I mean? And he is getting better with it. I mean, his mother seems pretty good with it, actually. Like, I put on my Christmas list all sorts of witchy things. And no one said anything. So. <laughs> um. Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. So, I mean, but, like, I've said it, like, in front of everybody. Like, I'm, I'm a witch. Like, this is... This is me. This is, I finally feel comfortable to just admit to myself, this is me. This is what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be this way. This is what I want to practice. I haven't quite figured out if I want to do certain things like work with deities. I'm not sure if I want to work with deities. I'm not sure if I want to go ahead and follow one set 
practice you know what I mean like you, I don't know if I want to go with like just Egyptian without like you know what I mean like all that and and I think that's the great thing about our practices is we are allowed to practice however the fuck we want to if we want to practice and work with Egyptian deities at this time we can do that if at this time we decide I no longer want to work with that I want to work with this or I don't want to work with anything but elemental that's okay yeah it is. it's called freedom <laughs> exactly and that's why like I I just I, I think it's hard when people don't know you I do know that and they they judge you right away because I'm very open you guys know like I will tell you I know I'm a, I'm a witch <laughs> like yeah. I don't hide it <laughs> like so Keep like giving my, me them eyeballs and I'm gonna put your ass in a jar play like, with me my coworkers no, was, I would <laughs> no, yeah yeah I, I don't think I do it sage though however <laughs> yeah I talk a big game but no I won't mess with it because I karma I've had yeah. my ass kicked by karma I believe in threefold you know that's a <laughs> I do not believe threefold this is this is how our practices vary and this is a great example of how we respect each other because mm-hmm. I I totally respect the fact that you guys don't want to hex somebody yeah. I don't want to, but if I have to. Well, that's how I feel too. See, I feel, and this is going to sound really funny because like, I've been noticing it a lot lately and I'm not sure why it's been like coming to my attention more. I feel like I've got like this little evil inside of me that wants to, no. be, <laughs> that wants to be evil, but I'm like, mm. If I think if I let that loose, this might be a problem. <laughs> like, let's not. Oh, let it play. <laughs> so, hi, I'm Chucky. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I got. Let's um, play. It is kind. Of, oh God, don't do that. I had that happen. Remember? <laughs> not with a doll, but I've heard that. <laughs> okay, reining it in a little bit. If and whoever wants to answer this question first, or if you guys want me to answer first. What was the toughest thing about finding yourself in your practice, whether it be like losing faith in yourself or what you believe in or you know, maybe opening up to someone or what do you think was probably the toughest challenge that you've had to get yourself on this path? For me, I feel like it's not letting people make me feel bad for believing in what I believe in. Because I've had through like most of my earlier 20s, there were people who really didn't understand. And they did. What, they were they perfect. friends? Were they family? Um, relationships. Um, okay. So like I've had, I've had boyfriends. I've had people I know that I was close with just didn't feel very comfortable, I guess, with it. And so I never felt like I could be open in my true self. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Now, are any of those people still involved in your life, or did you just sort of pick up and move on? Uh, most of them, I have kind of moved on. You know, like, I, honestly, like, I don't think I really talked to any of the people that doubted me on that, or made me feel that I needed to doubt myself, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I I agree with you. I, I feel like that uh, fear of rejection, almost, you know, somebody making fun of, of what you believe in. I would never go to somebody with a strong Christian faith and laugh at them about believing in a man who was born to a virgin 
who died and was resurrected three days after. Do I believe in it? No. Am I going to laugh at you about it? No. That's... uh, And yeah, that fear is definitely something that I had to overcome. And like I said, I really do have a hard time with the word witch. Not, and I think it's a personal thing. It's, it's still me trying to get over the fact of stereotypical, what that means and what it actually means to me. Uh Green skin, big nose. (laughs) Yeah. Eating babies, you know, all that stuff. (laughs) You don't okay whatever (laughs) apparently stardust is into something we're not (laughs) Dahmer was not supposed to be a you know icon (laughs) I want to say a lot of things but with this being out in the public I'm just gonna for a good buddy on that and park it (laughs) So, what about what about you, Stardust? What has been the challenge for you? Um. Well, not only uh, I'm I'm a psychic empath, and the thing I really I have lost friends, and you know what I do miss um, some of them, but I understand they're walking their own path, and I hope and wish all of them well. And that was hard because, you know, I don't, I don't really pick people that often. I have a very small circle. So like to lose one, you know, cause I'm the type, I'd rather have four quarters and a hundred pennies. However, opening up, opening up has been hard, but also I think my biggest challenge was really myself because I doubted myself for a long time. Like I, one day I would be like, yes, this is how it is because I just know certain things or I can feel certain things. And being a psychic empath, I can feel other people's feelings. So when I'm open and honest and somebody's going, you know, and I'm saying like, you know, I had this dream and, you know, something, something, or I feel like I have a message or I tell somebody something that it's, it's really nerve wracking to like want to tell them because they're going to look at you like you're crazy. I can feel feelings. So like when I tell them and they're nodding their head and they're saying, Oh yeah, really? Okay, cool. And you know, damn well that inside they're like, this bitch is crazy. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to make sure that if any of my hair falls on the ground, I'm going to like pick it up before I leave because who the fuck knows (laughs) what this crazy person is going to do or, you know, stuff like that. Like I can literally tell when somebody thinks I'm bullshit. Mm-hmm. or the other thing where I open up and I say, yes, I'm a psychic, da, da, da. They're like, oh, what am I thinking? I'm like, <laughs> you're <laughs> thinking <laughs> that you need to go back to school or get educated in some way. That's what you're thinking. Just the misinterpretations, I think. Um, and then my own self, my own nagging self saying, you know what? This isn't real or it's in your head or you're crazy. But then when we created our Facebook group and I started just, you know what? I didn't, I don't hold anything back from our members. Um, I tell them when I'm laying on my dining room floor and feeling like I want to die. I tell them when um, I get crazy things in my head and like, you know, the, I'm someone needs to hear that the color yellow is significant right now. And nine times out of 10, actually I haven't had anybody say, Nope, have no idea. You're crazy. Like that has built my confidence up so much to get through that. And I'm super, super grateful because not only do I feel like I want to help others, they're also helping me, which I never really did. 
Yeah. But yeah, just me being in my own head, I think was probably my own challenge because I'm a very black and white when I can be. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't want to feel like you're going crazy or, you know what I mean? Because if you have have enough people saying, no, you're crazy, it's all in your head. Eventually you're going to think you're crazy and it's all in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely lived in my own head for a long period of time. Um, It's a very tough place to be. And the sad thing is, is that you can't. That is a path that everyone needs to walk. So if somebody's listening right now and you're in your own head and you're in that situation, just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. I know that you want to reach out and you want someone to help you. But guess what? This is literally all about you. No one can fix it for you. No one can, you know, sure. Can they make you feel good for a little while? Absolutely reach out when you're at your your lowest point. But just know that nobody's going to get you through those dark times but you. Mm -hmm. So just keep going. Yeah, I agree. It's a rite of passage. Definitely is. But, I mean, I feel like all three of us went through that dark place to, to get here. Like, you know, you... I think times are going to be different moving forward with the with the changes in society and the way that things are viewed now and the openness um, that we now have. I think that it's it's going to get easier as time goes on. But there are still tons of people out there that are our age that they might have just started, Um, Mm. you know, where they've been led like I was led for years with an obsession with the other side and ghosts and death that led me here you know this has been progressing for me for a really long time someone else might just have started to to get to that point yeah and that's okay because it doesn't matter when you start nope yeah you can be pulled in so many different directions especially when you start your own and your own beliefs you can be pulled in so many different directions and if you feel like you still have a faith in the christian god and Jesus and everything about that but you still feel like you need more practice that's okay because there are such it's such a thing as a Christian witch Mm -hmm. they're out there I would consider myself pagan witch uh probably more towards the Nordic end but eclectic you know and sometimes it'll it'll take you a little while to really feel the path out for yourself Mm-hmm. and that's okay yeah and whether you call it the universe god buddha whatever like it all fits you can still practice and ask for help and you know manifest and all of that in conjunction mm-hmm. And a lot of religions, I mean, well, a good handful already have those types of practices if you really looked at it. Um, Some people will get offended if you try to make those comparisons. Know that. Be aware. Um, I've done it. Didn't pan out. So I would like to do an episode about the comparisons in in different cultures and religions because it really is it truly is fascinating. Mm hmm. It is very interesting. And I do want to also bring to our base. Like, it's okay <laughs> if when you're doing your practice and you go, you know what? I need to take a step back and you got to get yourself overwhelmed. Because I've been, I, I want to admit, like, the last 
I don't know, two months, I had been feeling very stressed out and very overwhelmed. And I have not had time to do anything. <laughs> like, I want to. Like, don't get me wrong. I want to do things. But, like, my energy levels have been so depleted that I just don't have the extra energy to put towards doing any magic or anything like that right now. So it is okay to take those breaks if you need them. So it's not like you have to do these things. You can take a break for a month, two months, and then decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to jump right back in. And you just pick up where you were. Yeah. I mean, shit, we'll we'll get more into it. But I've had years between actual practices. So exactly. That's okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's perfectly fine. It happens. Mm -hmm. It's it's nothing there's nothing wrong with it so it's your own practice and it doesn't have to be strict you know what I mean like I feel like it shouldn't be strict I think that's kind of the point yeah if it's stressing you out it's not for you exactly agreed like the constant me for me it was the constant like getting up and trying to do all the things before I have to go to work you know what I mean and it was just getting to the point and then, then I got myself really I've just been so stressed out so here's here's my take on this just to if it's stressing you out while you're doing it you're not it's not effective Mm -hmm. it's not meant to stress you out it's meant to bring you peace exactly period anything you you don't need to push yourself in order to feel like you're still connected if you're doing something with an empty heart, it's not going to work, yep. I guess is my point. You're literally defeating yourself. Exactly. And, like, what I've, the only things, like, I've been doing for myself is salt baths. I've been lighting candles. Um, just trying to focus, but, like, I'm not, I'm not performing spells. I haven't read my tarot cards in well a month. Like, I just haven't wanted to I guess I don't know and that's well, too. I've also found myself reading uh, tarot for myself a lot less and that's because I'm in a place where I'm content and I know where I'm going I don't have questions mm-hmm. um, and that is okay too um, yes. you don't need to read them every single day it's literally to help guide you but if you feel like you're in the right path you're going the right way and you feel good it it you it doesn't make you any less of any kind of practitioner whatsoever. Yeah. I enjoy reading for others more than myself at this point. Same. I've always liked reading better for others. <laughs> but that's just Yeah. I I literally cuz you can like you can spot things that you want and tell yourself that that's what the card is meant for. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, deep down inside the answer is within. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very true. I couldn't agree more. Well, please connect with us. Uh, let us know, you know, how you have dealt with naysayers and skeptics in the past or presently. If please reach out, if you need help to, deal with somebody that's in your life that is questioning you or making you question yourself and if the help and if you don't feel comfortable um you know posting or making a comment on our facebook page please reach out to um you know message our page and 
then we will we will literally talk you down off the ledge if you need it. Reach out. We are here. Yeah, definitely. You can always reach us on Facebook, Instagram at Lavender Sage and Stardust. We also have a email address. Yes. It is Lavender Sage and Stardust at Outlook.com. So reach out. Let us know. Talk to us. We want to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Till next time. Bye, guys. Deuces.